I always hate when things get mixed that I love. And when one of those things is MMA and Halloween, I have that moment where it's like, please don't do this to me. Which means it's time for Verbal Tap, the show that proves fighting way easier from outside the cage. I'm your host, Kevin. With me, of course, Rafa Sparza here to hopefully explain to me that it wasn't that bad and it was a misunderstanding. But first, how are you doing? I'm well. Thank you for asking. Just uh, headbutt of the microphone for the first time tonight. Conor McGregor was dressed like an airline pilot. That looked like a tool. Mm-hmm. S- small moment for me. It was like, don't get it. Mom dressed in some questionable stuff, Ref. There appeared to be like, look, it just looks like blackface. And then their stunning denial that it wasn't. Do you know what I'm talking about? Absolutely. And I love the fact that we are in the era where people are so tired of this that they go, ah, oh, let it go. And it really, it reminds you of the people in MMA and jiu-jitsu who, you know, they're just, they're tired of blackface. So tired of it, they don't even want to talk about it. So if somebody questionably does it, nah, whatever. Yeah, it's bad, but talking about it's worse. I 30 Rock removed it. You know, I suppose yes. shows going back and being like, we know we were trying to make fun of it again, but we're just going to stop doing it. Well, don't know the particulars for Mrs. Conor McGregor, but for Mama Conor McGregor or whoever's mom, I, I don't know that she was doing it to parody anything. I, I'm almost willing to go out there and say I don't think she was taking a stance on the evils of blackface if that was what she was doing. It looks like an unfortunate photo. So even when I've tried to stare at it, photo. I go, I go, mm, you know what? If it looks like blackface, probably is. You just feel like there's a modern PR moment where you're like, look, crazy, crazy mom here has obviously taken a racial choice I'm not comfortable with. But then, and it's the theme of the week in athleticism, the choice to amplify it when you have a platform, which is a new thing, Ralph, platforms. People didn't know they had influence in the 90s. That's why Michael Jordan was like, I eat Big Macs before the games. What are you talking about? And so did we. This is a little different. Didn't have to post it. Damn it. Why do you have to ruin Halloween for me? Journalistically. Well, also, do you understand from Connor's perspective, it's definitely like he was all happy to show us that he was playing Leonardo DiCaprio's character from, you know, Catch Catch Me Me If If You Can. Can. That's what it ended up being. Wow. Yes. And it wasn't even that great of a costume, but then the cost benefit of it all is him being like, let's take a family photo. And then later on going, oh shit, even this. Uh, Let's take me family photo post. (laughs) So it's, it's a little depressing, but you know, it's not cool. The other headline that we already called which I hate to be the person that's like, go listen to our last episode. But if you didn't go listen to our last episode, I love being that person. I'm the petty level 12. I don't even know why I hide it. You know why? Because I'm petty. Raph, Mm. we said it's not good. You were the first I saw of our community to take the subtext of a situation and amplify it on the wall that Uh says this ain't good. A week before, we're seeing weird shit come out of Anderson Silva's mouth. Yeah. We know now going into the fight, he's been concussed a few times. Questionably. Questionably. Allegedly. 
Verbal Tap Legal's like, stop it, Kevin. <laughs> I can see them in the corner. There is so much overwhelming evidence from what happened in Vegas to myself who won money on that fight. Nice. As I told the community I would, it hurt my stomach. Don't, don't congratulate me. This is blood money, Ralph. How would you feel? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> ah, that money I invested in oil came back. I'm rich. You'd be like, you know what? Fucking die. <laughs> so that's. I what, mean, if it pays for the show, I'm not going to ask where fair. it came from. The Skype subscription is good for a few weeks because we knew. <laughs> You said it. We called it on the show. We talked about it. It ain't great when a fighter of that caliber shows weakness of any kind. This is the jungle. They know what they're getting into. And while we're, I'm not saying every ounce of the fight was staged, I am saying mm, seems like the preparation appeared to be very influential on Anderson to be like, you need to be prepared to get knocked the F out via training, via whatever, you need to come in. And don't tell me it's not possible. TJ Dillashaw, TJ Dillashaw just entered a title fight with an arm that did not work. I'm a little sensitive to the arm that does not work topic, but it happened. That's what this kind of felt like. We ushered in an older person with head trauma who's admitting to recent head trauma. And yeah, I think it's a dive thing. I don't know how else to say it, Raph. What are your thoughts? I did think you initially called the this ain't great, y'all, because that's what mm. prompted me to bet I immediately. I saw that meme, and I don't often gamble on your memes. I don't, just for clarity. <laughs> I but don't I was, think you should. But that one, I was like, he's fucking right. I saw Anderson's interview. I was like, he's fucking right. I got to get this all hot. I got in there. Pretty good odds. Disclaimer from Verbal Tap Legal: Please never bet based off of my memes. But I don't I even know money. what I'm doing sometimes. <laughs> you I'm did win money. Okay, that's fine. I'd like to take credit <laughs> for that, Tap and Legal's I will. Like, and stop it. All right. <laughs> Here's what we should talk about. People have gone many different directions on: Is it staged? Is it fixed? Even our most notable person. Okay, we can we can talk about them in a minute. But here's what I'm going to say. Kev, it's annoying that we have to just watch glorified sparring. That's what it looks like to me. When some of you go out there and you think to yourself, man, this was good. This is really entertaining. Is it? Is it really entertaining for contracts that are questionably no knockout clauses? And yeah, Anderson's old, but we recently saw him have knockout power that wasn't there for whatever reason. And yet the one person who does have knockout power is a YouTuber who, if you do the logic, if he goes down, that business goes down. So you have all these people enabling this whole thing, lending their credibility to it. I'm looking at you, Ariel Hawani, whatever credibility you have, which by the way, do not put him back on commentary. Let him be the post-interview guy. Let him be your analyst at the desk. Let him do interviews. But for the love of God, on the fifth shoehorned version of a Canadian reference to Drake, I'm good. I don't need it. They yes, think. he was commentating it, Kevin. Commentating that event. <laughs> They don't think the they don't think it did very well. Two to three hundred is what he estimated as like 
what he thinks was a failure when it's going to hit. Which, by the way, in most other professions is not a bad number. No. Even the UFC for some of these cards are like, we would kill for 300K right now. And yes, they can hit 700K, but you're getting diminishing returns now. Maybe some people are saying, I don't need to see this bullshit anymore. Maybe people are getting tired of it. And yes, we did put up a meme this week. And Kevin, I would like you to make uh, a continuation of where we went on this one because I feel like it's a game that you would enjoy playing. Okay. Okay. So I was about to say for reference, Mayweather McGregor, 4.3 million. Yes. Go ahead. Here is a list of reasons. These are the real reasons. Jake Paul says his pay-per-view numbers tanked for his fight against Anderson Silva. <laughs> Number one, saying Silva, Silva saying that he got knocked out in sparring. Number two, the press about that. Number three, Halloween. Number four, the World Series. Number five, football. Number six, actually said this, it wasn't summer. And earlier, not in this article or in this podcast, he referenced the fact that Dana White was doing everything he can. Now, I took it upon myself to come up with a list as well. I would love to hear it. Here was the list that we put up. Here's the list of excuses that he will likely use in the next few days. Number one, Jeffrey Dahmer on Netflix. Number two, it's almost daylight savings. Number three, brr, it's cold outside. Number four, people thought Logan was fighting. Number five, Kanye? Shrug emoji. Number six, what's going on in the Ukraine? And finally, Mariah Carey. Now, I want to point this out. We had one person in our comment section say, uh, I completely think the Mariah Carey thing is a valid excuse. And I want to be crystal clear on this. We endorse Mariah Carey over the Paul brothers any day of the week. Any day of the week. Any day. I'm prepared to not fight Mariah Carey on any pay-per-view in the near future. I am prepared to sit there and just compliment her about her work. I'm not saying she's a good person. I'm just saying she's got 19 number one hits for whatever reason, because society loves her. I like that it wasn't summer and it is cold out are kind of similar. (laughs) There's a lot of, a lot of components to the list. I think, Halloween getting blamed is effing hilarious because it yep. not to be super picky, but it wasn't actually Halloween. No, it was a few days before Halloween. It was Halloween weekend. That's when all the good shut Halloween up. parties are kept. Like, shut up! It's like it's such a nonsense excuse. I don't know. Why did you do it then? Like why just sign up for it then? <laughs> shut up! You don't get to blame when you scheduled it after you scheduled it. You get to do that before. He's absolutely right about number one, but what he doesn't want to admit is why number one was number one. Why did we hear about it, right? Why did he choose to throw up that white flag of surrender for anyone that gambles on fight sports? If you gambled on Anderson Silva after you heard that, I would like to talk to you about investing in this podcast for future (laughs) revenue. We have so much evidence that that's not good. What I have been stunned by is the double downing of one of our podcast peers, right? Yep. Yeah. Well, he wouldn't say that about us, but sure. Professor Josef Rogan yeah. has declared it pretty idiotic to think it's any sort of fight dive, which either says 
more about what he thinks of Anderson Silva and Tyron Woodley or less of just what he thinks in general because he's somehow making money off this, which you have to look into it. That's what you got to do. Where does Joe Rogan fall when we're really talking about lizard people? I don't want to get too into how the first Bush got elected, Raph, but if you look at the cabal that Mm -hmm. is the center court of religious, this is the Illuminati, wouldn't they be able to afford a billion-dollar home in Austin, Texas? Like, Wouldn't they just not even instinctively blink the audacity to spend gajillions of your hard-earned dollars? If they were, in fact, not that, if they were the opposite of that, they wouldn't do a show proclaiming they're that. Mm. They'd simply give up the money and live the nomadic lifestyle of which they're accustomed. But yet, Dr. Hosef Rogan continues to Dr. Oz it, which I think is always interesting. But in this case, has come out very staunchly in his very pro-capitalism establishment way said that we are stupid for questioning the integrity of the product. I drew this comparison and we've gotten a few notes, but I said, let me get this straight. First of all, Joe Rogan noted conspiracy theorist, rich guy, definitely is now trying to tell you, no, 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 you're an idiot. If you don't think that's legit. So I'm a billionaire. I have nothing to lose here. (laughs) So it prompted me to write this post, and we did get some fun responses on this. But the response to this tweet was, the fact that Joe Rogan gives time to anything Alex Jones has to say but will call you crazy for believing that Jake Paul would fix a fight tells you everything you need to know about this guy. Now, I don't want to point out everybody's politics here, but when you do get people in the comment section, they do tend to be one-sided on this. And this one side loves to use the following. You're an idiot. Uh, One person actually put, shut up, Joe Rogan is a god. So take that for what you will. We get people who are like, what's the issue? Like, why? Alex Jones has been right about some things. And then one person even put up, Alex Jones just says what we're all thinking. And it takes me a minute every time I see one of these comments to think, does he? Does he speak for us all? Nothing I've ever thought has cost me a billion (laughs) dollars. I personally have never uh, in my own head thought it's a good idea to dox families of uh, of a shooting. Uh, Of kids. Yeah. Yeah, that never occurred to me either to instigate anyone who's lost a child. I'm just saying, if we're drawing comparisons... Again, it doesn't compare to, uh, to us, you or I. Yeah. We, we didn't put it in the lineup tonight, for example. Yeah. We were like, what child murder can we shit on? That's not something yes. that we it normally occurs to us. No, never on an outline. But what the fuck? So my analysis is this. Yes, you can believe it if you want to. We can agree maybe that it is something that people are interested in, And that, oh, it's cool to see he's putting together some combinations. But I just, I can't get over all of these people. And maybe I'm just a little jealous of this one fact. Nothing else. It's not good production. It's not well done. But this one fact, that boxing is so historic that they can get you to watch glorified sparring. Whereas in jiu-jitsu, we can literally put on our best event. And people still go, eh. 
and you know, it's just not for me. And that part does make me sad. Yep. <laughs> okay. What YouTube moron can we get to come to jujitsu is not the question we should be asking ourselves, Rob. It's not the right answer. Can we move to Neil Magny winning now? Absolutely. What's an absurd amount of fights? Neil Magny finished someone. Look, you've heard me talk about the story a million times about Neil coming into the gym, me casually mm-hmm. making some jokes, and potentially connecting me with a questionable doctor. He's the man. This guy's got stuff for days. I need to look up exactly how he finished because it really felt like it was a, the finish of the podcast. You just said it was, I believe, a guillotine. Okay, close, close. Cousin yes. of the podcast. Okay. Unfortunately, it was on friend of the show. We'll give him notes. Daniel Rodriguez, otherwise <laughs> known as D-Rod. So oh. pluses and minuses. Yeah, that's... This was... So, yeah, actually, I'm sorry. Yeah, 17 and 3 now. What time did these fights start and when? where were they? Okay, they were at the Apex. They were a little earlier today, weren't yeah. they? Yeah. Why? You and I were talking earlier, and I was like, I'll pitch him. We'll watch the fights tonight. <laughs> sure. Like maybe he and I will tune in and do a live watch of Magni, and then I see Magni submitting someone at 4 p.m. I was like, yeah. well, that's not going to happen fucking time did these fights start but this is pretty awesome yeah i think they're trying to move to a little bit earlier so that they don't compete with college football as much that's a guess don't know it it really is impressive what they're willing to do okay do they make money off of fights today then Mm -hmm. are they just sharing them because they had limos rodriguez limos wins uh via tko pretty vicious ko yeah yeah, they have KO slash TKO, which I don't quite understand. <laughs> we couldn't figure out which one it was. Actually, the whole main card, which I kept seeing just highlights flash through the screen on, where um, it was all finishes. Yeah. It was a clean sweep, which is something that never happens, which is really awesome. And you kind of try and figure out, well, what it was it that, that created the magic? And we don't know. Because it was, <laughs> it was an absurd time in the afternoon. That's my yeah. takeaway. Yeah. I mean, I'm just glad that, you know, you get to view it and sometimes have a early oh. night. Like, you can actually enjoy yourself. It was uh, Batista I saw that did the choke of the podcast. By yes. The way, as I was flashing through before we took the sun out for a bit. <laughs> Put him in an arm triangle choke like seconds into the fight. That is impressive. It's not easy to submit someone six seconds into the fight. Not at all. And most people hate getting choked out by that, so they will fight you tooth and nail for a long period of time. There were only two decisions on this entire card. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. Uh, and actually, Miranda Maverick, we saw that fight. She's uh, vicious. That wasn't a particularly close fight. She knocked the shit out. Shannon Young's got a chin, by the way. That's what, that's what I learned from that fight. And Miranda Maverick's vicious. She's angry. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of nice to have things uh in in some good space uh you mentioned maverick it's johnny muñoz jr decision win uh it, it i do like having events on pretty regularly 
it is very difficult to keep up with everything. Also, want to express some sadness that Derek Minner also lost. So these are two people I interviewed who are vaguely friends of the show. You Damn. did it again. That's that's pretty pretty sad. You know. But next week should be very interesting uh, because you know we, I think it's a pretty fun card. I'm excited for next Dude, week's card. Poirier's fighting, right? Somebody. Yeah. You got the Poirier, you got the uh, Adesanya's. Oh, shit. Yeah, this is the other good fight of the year. November 12th. This is the fight that always happens on Vicky's birthday, Raph. Oh, no. No, no, we're good. (laughs) Her birthday's on a Wednesday. They couldn't touch it this year, the fuckers. Oh, good. But we've got Adesanya, Esparza versus Zhang. Did you see the picture of Zhang picking up Ngannou? Yep. Yeah. Pretty awesome. I also like that Ngannou kept his posture. It's a little thing mm-hmm. called being good training partner for those mm-hmm. of you out there that are a thousand pounds. I, I'm excited. Dustin Poirier is fighting Michael Chandler. I also just don't know ref. Who do I gamble? No, we'll talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. We've up. got another show where we'll preview all that stuff, no, especially yeah, I don't need to do it now, but <laughs> <laughs> especially the fact that, uh, you know, fight week can be weird. So we'll let things happen. Yeah. For example, can Frankie Edgar and Dustin Poirier make it to the same stage? It's tough. It's a good card, though. The main card. Yeah. Oh, Matt Favol is on here from Tough 17. Kidding. (laughs) (laughs) There's uh, plenty of Dan Hooker fighting Claudio Wales. Oh, Frankie Edgar's plus 180. Yeah. No, I'm thinking. And this is Frankie Edgar's uh, retirement fight. What does that, what does that mean? Is that are you insinuating? No, I get these retiring. Are you insinuating they might be putting in someone that's a little easier to beat, or that's gonna? Oh no, just that's a fun fact to know. In addition to that, I have no way to prove. Like, well, we brought up uh, a real doozy for him to lose to. (laughs) Yeah, Chris Gutierrez would have something to say about that. Eighteen, three, and two, and two draws. But not a spry, not the spryest of the chickens, as they no. say. No, not at all. No, um, thirty-one. So I'm not going to throw stones. <laughs> as I click, I was like, oh, well, actually, compared to Frankie. So, oh yeah, there's at least four of these. You're going to have to talk me in or out of a bet on. <laughs> Don't forget, last time I liked the underdogs, and what happened, Ref? The uh, hit. the opposite. No, you're being inflammatory, <laughs> Alex. I no, there's a few. I'll have to go look. But Alex Pereira is plus one forty five. Yeah, those are terrible odds. They think this fight's almost even. Yeah, because Adesanya, who's twenty three and one, is minus one seventy. It's a little bizarre to me. It is, especially with the fact that they have fought in a kickboxing match and that Perea uh, sent him to the Shadow Realm in that fight. So I think it could be interesting. It's it's very difficult to understand. This Izzy is better, but the question remains, does somebody who has beaten you before get in your head? Are you able to go over that? Izzy himself says, "I, you know, this is the most important fight. I have to win, et cetera, et cetera. So this fight... See. This next fight, Esparza, which, you know, it's Esparza. So yep. I think they knew the rule, but she's 
plus 280 versus yeah. Zhang, who's minus 360. I, I don't know exactly what I'm going to do, but that's one where it's like, why would Carla Esparza, and this is easily the weirdest odds of the, the whole card, why would she be that much of an underdog? Yeah. Okay, I like but, you agree with me there. Hold on. That sounded like complicit agreement. People are like, mm-hmm. Kevin, you said you were going to wait to ask him for gambling advice. <laughs> it's like, yeah, but I'm allowed to read him for gambling advice. Yeah, but the problem is you're trying to leave ellipses that I fill in to be like, mm-hmm, and then use that as some sort of encouragement to make bets <laughs> in which I've been pretty explicit as to say, please don't use memes. And you know who makes the memes? Me. And I make sure as much as possible, don't always take my advice about it because I am definitely, uh, I don't advertise myself as one of the guys, the goons on the UFC that basically tell you like, Hey, if you guys want to make a bed, here's the way you do it. You get out there, you go boom, pow. And then you make five K. I'm the worst to ask. I think I had the Knicks Celtics under Mm. check. Mm. Donating money to FanDuel. Yep, that's a loser. Had it at two forty three, Ralph. But yeah, damn. Uh, it will be an interesting week, though. They and two hundred and fifty points, the bastards. <laughs> I would say this though, Kevin. It is an interesting week for MMA, in the sense that yes, I think this is actually the best end of the year card. So even though they're still doing another pay-per-view in December, like, honestly, this is it. I was just about to say, but this isn't the, okay, well, that's good foreshadowing. Yeah. So they're going to have some other cards and maybe some fun fights. I also want to give a a shout out to friend of the show, Carlos Condit, who did go to compete at Polaris this weekend. Now, granted, he didn't win. He lost to our friend, Ash Williams. Lowe's, he was robbed. No, he got submitted, but Shot it, allegedly, yeah, no one mm, saw it. I mean, lots of us saw it. However, I have to say this: Carlos Condit is only a purple belt in the Tenth Planet system, maybe a, a brown at this point. But to have him go out there and actually compete against Ash Williams, I think that's pretty dope. I think that's commendable, and I know that they put him at the top of the card so that people could be excited about that sort of a thing. So I have all the respect in the world. He I think that's super dope. He does for us, too. Yeah. You put Carlos Conant on the card, it doesn't matter. It's just his level of athleticism and that, yeah, the kindness knows no bounds in that man, bro. Yeah. So very happy to see that he, he went the extra mile. We interviewed him once. Uh, twice. twice. Hey, there's only footage of the one. Please. And that please. footage looks like it was filmed in like the 80s. It basically was. And <laughs> the chemistry you saw on film was real. It was real. He did really enjoy it. <laughs> the feeling always mutual. This has been a lovely Saturday edition here at night, Raph. Any, uh, anything else before we get out of here? I think that's it. I think we did a, a pretty stand-up job, if I don't say so myself, Kevin. Good job. Good job by you. I'm glad we didn't, you know, admit any concussions earlier in the week or blame any sling-based injuries. Or, you know, tweet to questionable documentaries. <laughs> That's always, it's that good was, for us. That was really good for us. I'm really proud of us. That'll do it for us tonight. I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening.
Good night and good fight. is